Hi, I'm Hannah Thulikki, and I've been exploring what it might mean to become with seal through sensuous identification with our more than human kin. Here I am in Aberdeenshire in Scotland, at the mouth of the River Ethan, where the fresh water meets the North Sea and where a large colony of grey and common seals haul out on the estuary banks. Listen to the sound of their plaintive calls carried on the wind. Close your eyes. Allow yourself to be transported. In Scottish folklore, there are mythical seal people known as selkies who are said to shed their sealskins and step from water as humans until mysteriously disappearing back to sea. The sealskin, as an object, is essential to transformation and, on visiting the human world, if their skin is lost or stolen, a selkie may end up trapped on land in human form. In their watery domain, a selkie distressed by the slaughter of a fellow seal might seek revenge on a human seal hunter, capsizing a boat in retribution, while a benevolent selkie might take pity on a lost mariner caught in a storm, offering shelter in their kingdom under the sea. As I spent time with these stories, I noticed how these traditional Selkie tales tended to all be in some way allegories of bereavement. Maybe such stories of loss and longing helped alleviate the feelings of sorrow from a sudden death. Embedded within this folklore are a number of musical traditions that blur the line between human and seal, melodies which imitate their mournful sounds, and haunting seal-calling songs sung to attract seals to the shore. I've spent time exploring what happens when I sing to them. Seals appear to be really interested in music, and when I sing, they begin to pop their wee heads out of the water to listen, and then as fast as they appear, they disappear. Sometimes, I've also experienced a momentary dialogue where a seal or a group of seals return my call, which, as you can imagine, feels really special, an expression of shared curiosity and kinship across species. In this vocal improvisation that you can hear, I'm using fragments from two traditional seal calling songs.
seals and selkies were thought by some to be the souls of the departed. So, like the stories, these musical practices of singing may have helped to maintain a felt connection with the dead through the fostering of kinship with these more than human beings. But as folkloric coping mechanisms for grief, how might these stories and songs help us to navigate the sorrow of ecological or climate grief? Perhaps as forms of lament directed towards our more than human kin, these musical practices offer a space for alternative forms of mourning. In the next few minutes of our time together, I'll share with you an extract from one of the seal calling songs that I work with in my seal calling improvisations. It's from the Scottish Gaelic tradition, and I learned it from the early 20th century collection of folklorist Marjorie Kennedy Fraser. It's a simple song made entirely from vocables, wordless sounds that imitate the intervals of the grey seals singing. Now I'll make space for you to learn this song if you'd like to, for singing in your own time. But of course, there's no pressure. If you don't feel like it, then you can enjoy this moment to simply listen. I'll break the song down into shorter phrases, giving you time to repeat each one after me. First, I'll speak the sounds without the melody. Hyon da. Hyon do. Hyon da. Order da. Now I will sing, leaving space for you to repeat each phrase after me. Hyon da. Hyon do. And now I will sing the whole thing twice through. Feel free to join in. I invite you now to explore this song as a practice of making kin and as a form of lament. Why not teach the song to a friend 
or small group. Sing it together. Improvise with phrases from the song, allowing the notes to overlap and harmonize. And then, with some curiosity, I invite you to take this exploration to a body of water where seals may live or frequent. Direct your attention to the water and sing. Listen. Feel. <laughs> 